All right, folks, what is going on? This is episode 370 of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller, and over here we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. More Georgia Southern talk because uh, I was sitting back thinking, and uh, I felt like um, I think our offensive line is something that needs to be talked about because we don't, well, I'll say here, we don't talk much about the offensive line. Now, we talk about the running backs, the quarterbacks, the receivers, what the defense is going to do. We haven't talked much about the offensive line, so I want to, you know, give myself and you know, give myself a little bit of a, you know, education on the offensive line and give a, a early evaluation of what we have in the trenches. Uh, so that's going to be really interesting. I feel today to talk about because uh, we don't we don't give these guys much credit. The offensive line has done pretty well throughout the years, especially in the running game. I mean, we've been very, very successful running the ball at Georgia Southern, and it's pretty much thanks to these guys. If it wasn't for the guys up front, you know, we we really wouldn't be running for three, you know, in some cases 400 yards a game. But with this new coaching staff coming in and a new offensive line coach, uh, you you could ask the question: Is it the weakness or one of the the, the weakest link on our team? Um, I'm not really sure if that's the case, but we're really going to look into it. If this is your first time here, welcome. Uh, this is like I said, this is the first of Rain Rate show. If you want to watch on YouTube and Rumble, the links are down in the description. If you're already watching on those platforms, I appreciate it. Also, if you want to listen at your leisure. I am on Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. So you can uh, listen at your leisure, subscribe to any of those avenues. And, you know, whenever you get ready, you can listen to any of the episodes we have available. Uh, you can be your own program director. You can listen at uh, any time you want to. Also, I want to thank everyone who's been coming through watching and or listening to the show. You guys are great. And uh, I cannot thank you guys enough. Uh one thing before I get into this, I like I said, we do talk about Atlanta Falcons football over here, and there's been reports that Desmond Ritter is picking up the offense for the for the Falcons. I'm kind of not surprised at that because, uh, you know, I think Desmond Ritter is extremely uh, uh, intelligent and highly underrated as a quarterback. I think the Falcons probably got a first-round pick in the third round with uh Desmond Ritter but like I said that's a whole nother story for another day and uh we 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 were going to get back into the Georgia Southern Eagles all right like I said the uh, Georgia Southern Eagles you know the, the the offensive line has always been one of the strongest points of the the uh of the Eagles it's always been one of the strongest points uh one thing that that is kind of like a hindrance to the offensive line that it's been a running uh, it's, it's been a run-blocking offensive line, obviously. I mean, if you know anything about Georgia Southern, you know that we like to run the ball like crazy. Now with Coach Clay Helton's coming in, and Clay Helton is trying to throw the ball more, there's a lot of questions. to try to say, like, all right, are these guys going to be able to transition up to be a, more of a pass balance or a pass-heavy team? Because a lot of the guys, especially like Langmeyer and Miller, which are pretty much the veterans on the offensive line. We have others, but um, those two guys, in my opinion, stick out. Are there going to be the guys that are actually going to be able to uh, transition and help the other guys transition over to, you know, being more of a pass-blocking um, 
uh, offensive line, have more pass blocking schemes. Uh, it, it, it's something to think about because, like I said, years and years, and these guys have been on the team for a few years. That's that's pretty much what we've been doing. I think we're going to be okay for the most part. I don't think it's going to be an issue to where uh, we're going to have like an abysmal offensive line. Uh, will we have will we have some growing pains? Maybe, but it is is yet to be seen. When you have a guy like Logan Langmire and a guy who came from Jacksonville State before their program went down, he transferred up to Georgia Southern. And immediately when I knew he transferred to Georgia Southern, I knew he was going to have somebody special. I know he was going to have somebody pretty good. Um, so I'm going to spotlight Langmire and I'm going to give a little bit of love to Brian Miller. We're going to also talk about the coach, the offensive line coach as well. So when he came up to Georgia Southern, played all 13 games in 2020, and um, 2021, uh, he started as well. So I thought that was pretty neat that you transfer from one place to another and start right away. Done a pretty good job of doing that. And also in 2022, he started in all 12 games. So he has a lot of experience at the center position. When you have an offensive line, the center, you know, a lot of people talk about the left and right tackles or whatever the case may be. But the center makes the offensive line go. And with all that experience, and not only just with, at you know, Georgia Southern playing, you know, 25 games, 20, you know, playing 25 games and starting in all of them. Uh, he's also played, you know, at Jackson State, played, you know, uh, at Jackson State as a freshman at right tackle, uh, also played off, you know, played tackle as well at in that 2019 at Jackson State. So he he's uh, have a lot of experience and for him to come back and play with us for the final for this upcoming year is very vital to what we're trying to do. So I don't think that it's going to be that big of an issue. Yes, it's going to be somewhat of a transition. But when you have a guy like this who can, you know, who's played various positions on the offensive line and pretty much being the the staple and the anchor at center for Georgia Southern, I think we're going to be starting off in pretty good hands when we are having a a, a guy with the leadership like that and uh, with experience. Now, we're going to talk about Brian Miller as well. Brian Miller came in uh, from Memorial Day High School in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, I've been, I haven't known much about him, but I've been following a little bit of his career because I am from Savannah, Georgia. So I've been watching, you know, a little bit what they've been, what they've been doing down there and uh, end up uh, starting all 13 games at the red shirt in, in 2017, 2018. So he was a part of the, the growing pains when you know we had that turnaround season so uh he started you know he started all 13 games at right tackle in 2018 2019 had a non-contact injury in 2019 missed the entire season so came back in 2020 played in 12 games he started six and in 2021 2022 he ended up starting all 12 games. So he bounced back from an injury. And when you look at it, it's basically looking at a, a kid who literally went through growing pains. Not only that he went through growing pains injury-wise, he was a part of that team. <laughs> you know, I don't know what it was. Um, yeah, he was a part of that team that uh, went through the losing uh, the losing years and ended up bouncing back from a 2-10 season to a 10 and three season did you know 
did I, you know so that is something that is really interesting and also when he was redshirted back in 2017 he did play defensive end and move the offensive line so he's been through a handful of you know a handful of changes had a in the season ending injury came right back 2020 played six started six games played in 12 games had over 460 snaps also played a little bit on special teams then he turned right around in 2020, started all 12 games, also played over 700 total snaps. And uh, out of those uh, 730 snaps, he played 43 on special teams. So these two guys have a lot of experience. Um, in 2020, he was all sung about conference sef- second team. So he knows how to play the position. So these two guys right here, uh, like I said, they're going to be the veterans. They're going to be the staple of this team uh, for the most part. So I'm 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 going to be really excited to see what these guys can continue to do when it comes to uh, uh continuing to uh play at a high level, especially with the new coach coming in. You know, uh, you have guys like a um, you know, uh, a Richard Owens who's coming in. He's going to be the coach of the offensive line and run game coordinator. Now, does this mean that it's not going to be anything doing with passing? I mean, he's offensive line coach. So is he, he's going to be doing something with, you know, helping guys pass, protect, or whatever the case may be. It may be. But he's also the run game coordinator. So him and Coach Merritt is pretty much going to be working together, the running back, running backs coach. It's going to be running together, working together to get uh, guys like Jalen White and uh, the other guys at running back to be successful. But you have to understand, uh, Merritt and Owens, these two coaches are going to have to work together to actually make this offense go. Because no matter what you know, people can say about Kyle Van Trees and Richie Langford and uh, the new uh, quarterback that just was uh, um, recruited uh, recently, that just did a video on it, and all the other quarterbacks. You know, they do nothing without the uh, without the trenches. They do nothing. Without these guys blocking and, and pushing guys around and beating guys up on the offensive line, the, the the quarterbacks and running backs do nothing. So these guys are going to be working hand in hand. These running backs do nothing if these guys can't get you know get uh, space for these guys to run the football through. So these guys do nothing without Coach Owens and Coach Merritt. With that being said, let's talk about Richard Owens a little bit. Coach Owens uh, came from UAB in uh you know, I, you know, one thing about that is UAB has done a pretty good job at offensive line. In 2020, he helped the Blazers get to the West Division title and the second, uh, his second uh, conference USC championship in three year span. Uh, the Blazers offensive line had a tremendous season led by first team on conference selections, Sidney Wells and Ragland. So he knows how to coach offensive linemen. You know, I mean, you don't you don't sit there and bring guys that have all conference selections. And um, like I said, guys are, are going through. Um, I'm sorry, guys are going and winning West um, Division titles. In some cases, winning the championship without having a success, having success in the trenches. You know, uh, despite having nine different starting lineups in 2020. Uh, what is it? 2021. 2020. Uh, I think it was 2020. Despite having nine different lineups throughout the season due to injury, Blazer the Blazers only gave up 25 sacks the entire year, and he also ran for 150 yards. Now that's amazing. If you go through nine different starters and only give up that much, as far as um, sacks and, and 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 actually average over 150 yards, 
Um, I, I think we're going to be, I think, you know, we're going to be in pretty good hands. Not only that, the average in 2021, the average over 386 yards per game, 180 rushing, 206 passing, which I think that is a pretty good reflection of a balanced offense. But I think with this team right here, I think the passing game is going to be way more than that. I don't think we're going to be averaging just 200 yards passing. You know, we also got, I mean, he also uh, ended up with 43 offensive touchdowns. And uh, this is going to be really interesting, you know, to see what he his philosophy is going to is going to be able to do. Implement it with a team like this, who, and by all means, may have uh, may not have the bigger, the better talent as UAB. I think UAB probably had a better offensive line, but I think with the experience of Miller and uh, Langmire. I think we're still going to be able to do some good things in the Sun Belt with this coach. In some cases, I think we'll probably be more productive and more successful because when you have other guys, not only just these two, because, you know, the offensive line consists of five people and they're rotated around. When you have other people that are coming in and to actually uh, be contributing, um, like a Caleb Kelly, who's also in his sixth year, you know, you also have um, Aaron Pyron, you know, Rashid, the other Miller, Rashid Miller, Jubron, uh, Caleb Williams is rusher sophomore. Uh, C. Burns the fourth. Nate Lewis. Nate Lewis is a freshman coming in, and the other guys that are freshmen coming in. Chandler Strong. You also have um, oh, what's his name? I just I just looked at his name and I just passed it. I'm gonna find it. Give me one second. I'm looking right here. I'm looking right here. I think it's Pashawn. I think that's his name. Um, anyway, I'll find it. You have guys coming in that are ready to go. Now, I want to apologize for the delay, but you have guys that are ready ready to go and going to be successful at playing. Uh, yeah, Sean Wimley. I mean, you got guys that are Corbett McGregor. You got guys coming in that are going to be ready to go, in my opinion, that's going to, you know, be able to uh, contribute right away. I feel like a lot of these guys are going to be rotated in and out. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think the, the, the actual five are going to continue to play every snap in every game. So there's going to be a situation, in my opinion, I feel personally, you're going to see some of these young guys coming and get some play. You know, you're going to see, you know, you're going to see some guys coming and get play. I, I do see a guy like Nate Lewis is going to be playing a little bit. You know, you're going to see Pashawn Wimley, 6'3", 315 pounds. How, I, you don't want to put too much on these guys, but I can see guys like that coming into play. I don't know what they're starting uh, starting five is it's going to be off his line. I do believe that Langmire Miller is going to be there, and in some cases you may have uh, you also you may have you know Caleb Kelly coming in to play. Also, you have a uh, Kalen Williams at six foot seven, three hundred five pounds, redshirt sophomore coming in from Dublin. We we're going to have guys here that's going to be uh you know you're going to have guys here that's that's going to be able to push some guys around. And then, and on top of that, before I leave, I, before I get out of here, I want to say this: with the receivers that we have and the quarterback that we have, even though these guys may not be may not have to, they these guys may not have to, you know, hold blocks as fast as we, we I mean, as much as we think they do. You know, Calvin Treese and the, and the receivers they're fast and they can get open. Quick passes help a lot when it comes to an offensive line. Getting the ball out early, quick slant routes, you know, you know, quick curls and 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 drags and and screens. 
you know, I look at I look at guys like uh, Derwin Burgess, one of the guys, or oh, uh, Mari Jones, that can stretch the field, and those are going to be the guys that we may need to get downfield pretty fast to throw the ball over the top. But when you have guys like Sam Kinnison, Jeremy Singleton, and even with the tight ends that we have, those are the guys that could probably get the ball really early as soon as the ball is snapped. So this not this don't have to be a, sec- a situation where these guys, the pass blocking has to be a priority where they're going to have to hold the ball, I mean, you know, hold their blocks for a long period of time just to find somebody open. Because we talked about receivers before. I mean, I think we have, I think we have a very underrated receiving uh, group. I think we have a very underrated group. And I think it showed in the spring game how well these guys could be, even though the spring game is kind of lean towards the offense. But I feel that uh, we're going to have a situation where this offensive line may not have to do so much, you know. And with the running game, I mean, I don't I don't even really want to talk about the running game today. I mean, we're going to be running the ball pretty, you know, we're going to be successful running the ball. We always are. You know, I, I, I can't remember a time where Georgia Southern was not able to run the ball, you know, in any form or fashion. You know, I, I don't, I'm not really sure. I can't remember a time where Georgia Southern was ever held under 100 yards total in, in, in rushing. I, I, maybe I, maybe you guys will figure out better than I can. I don't know. But at the end of the day, I think that with this coach, with this offensive line, and the way that we can distribute the ball, I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to be okay. Shout out to all the guys that are on the offensive line. You do guys, you guys do the dirty work, and you guys do a really good job at it. Um, one thing I will say throughout the season last year, I don't think it was a – I don't think the offensive line was necessarily a, a – a, a low point for the team, even though we went three and nine, I think the offensive line did okay. If anything, I think just play calling killed us more than anything, but that's another story for another day that um, I hope that they don't have to come back again because I think play calling is going to be pretty good for the Georgia Southern Eagles. Uh, I think that's going to be it for today. I think that's going to be it for this episode. If you like this content, if you like this podcast, hit the like button, share this content, share this podcast, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Subscribe to any of the podcast avenues that you would, you know, think that works out for you. Uh, I recommend, you know, subscribing to more than one because there are some times where one avenue may go down. Like I had an instance a while back where the YouTube uh, um, uh, YouTube uh, avenue was not working properly, but the podcast avenue worked well. So if you cannot get find the show or something happens that the show does not show up on YouTube or whatever or Rumble, the podcast avenue should be available and vice versa. So hopefully you guys will continue to watch. Hopefully you guys will continue to support episode 370. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. We will be back tomorrow. We'll be talking about more Georgia Southern and or Atlanta Falcons football. Uh, I thank you guys a lot. Thank you guys. We are growing. We are moving right along in the subscriber count and everything else under that umbrella. All right, y'all. Y'all guys take it easy. You guys be blessed. Peace.